Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of DadCast. I am your host, JP, joined by the other host over there, Nick Martin. How are you, sir? I'm good. Every time you point that way, I'm actually this way. Well, for me, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right over there. Yeah, Go, yeah point that way. There it's crazy. It all depends on the Zoom thing. You know? I'm, I'm glad good, you're doing though. good today, man. Good, good. Today's awesome guest, and uh, we, we think's a father. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, he is a guitarist for the band Finger Eleven, and uh, we are stoked to have him on. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Rick Jacket. How are you, bud? Doing very good. Actually, enjoying that, like, that uh, window where the kids at where the kids at school. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, like, I'm literally inside <laughs> that window as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice, man. It's like, yeah, yeah it's uh, doing good. Today's a beautiful day and it's been great. So. Awesome. See, Nick, he has a he has an infant or a, a toddler, a toddler yeah. infant right now. So yeah. he's he's doesn't uh, he's I started uh, over. So I, I'm looking forward to that window. <laughs> yeah, I also, yeah, like my, my little boy, Titus, he's my first right and only child. So this is my first run through and experience. Right. And so. Uh, I, yeah, this is like uh, because of COVID and because of last year and because everything was shut. This is our first, my wife's first realization that like, oh, I know what other parents were talking about now. All the jokes on like the sitcoms about when the kids go back to school. Oh, like, yeah. We were, we were, uh, he was always so young. We were like, we don't want to give him up. We don't want him to go anywhere. <laughs> but now you get one or two days of like five daytime hours back. And it's, that's pretty mind blowing. It is <laughs> wonderful. It's pretty so- awesome. Yeah. So you're you're a father of one, Titus. He's a boy. Yep. How, how old is Titus, Rick? He's five and a half. You know. He's, okay. Yeah, so he's a, so kindergarten then, right? Senior kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. No, yeah, he's a wonder. I mean, I, I, every age so far has been a wonderful age, but this is maybe my favorite because he can communicate. You know, and now yes. all of a sudden, awesome conversations about whatever's in his brain. And that's a great place to live, Joey, inside the head. Oh, it of is. Them. Yeah. And it gets even more complex uh, as they get older. My, my my age, which I was really looking forward to with all of my children, uh, but at the same time, very frightened about was age seven, the age of reasoning. Oh. <laughs> when they can start thinking yeah. through things. And uh, boy, oh boy, my, my littlest, my eight-year-old, she really has taken advantage of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah. It's like, like I, a friend of mine was saying like, yeah, like the, 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 the saying, because I said, so just so quickly loses water <laughs> like, you know, down, like they get a little bit, a little bit older. And then that like, right now it's great. It's like Titus, because I said, so, because I'm looking out for you. Like that's enough logic for him. Yes. Like, okay. I got you. Thanks. You know, now, yeah. The age of reasoning will be very yeah, then they're like, but why? Because you say so, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your thought process behind the fact that you want me to clean up the mess <laughs> I just left on the table? Because I don't get it. Tell me. And, oh, uh, man, I'm not ready for that kind of. Yeah, yeah. so like my 17 year old, it's like going to freaking court every time I have to ask her to do something. I'm like, I have to plead my case, get a judge and jury. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I'm the dad, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take age of reasoning over preteen and teenager every yeah. day of the week. But unfortunately that is not something that uh, we can do. Yeah. No, it's I just, mean, that's the goal, right? It's like, it's the harder it gets means it's a sign of a good life. Basically. You know what I mean? Everybody's growing up and everybody's thinking for themselves and like, it might be more challenging for us, but that's a sign of success succeeding with your child, you know? That's, absolutely. 
if, especially now, if you can continue those conversations. You know, like, I, I, I don't like to get too negative or sad on DadCast, but I have to ask you a question um, because I think it parallels my story a little bit as well, and I'm just curious about it. So just be forewarned, I'm not trying to make everyone sad here, but I did a little deep dive on Rick Jacket earlier today, and I came across an interview back in 2016 um, asking about hardships in your life and whatnot, and you were talking about the passing of your father. That yeah. was, a, I'm assuming, five years ago, give or take, and your son is now about five. Did your father get a chance to meet his grandson? He didn't. He didn't. Okay. It was, Same with uh, me. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty, like, my dad uh, battled cancer for not a very, like, you know, he got in, it, it, it went fast-ish, nothing can go fast with cancer, but it was about four months, let's say, instead of years, right? right. Um, and so... We, yeah, we just, honestly, we didn't, um, it, my, my wife and I have been together for quite a long time and we were sort of got together under the idea, like we'll never have kids, you know? And, and we've been together for like, so we were probably together for, I say like 13 years before we one day said, Hey, maybe we should have a kid, you know? And this came shortly after my dad passed, you know, obviously that changes your perspective. It changes everything, it changes how you look at life and what's your priorities and these kinds of things. So, yeah, so we, we were older, we're older parents, but we had that last little sort of opportunity to have a child and we did. And, you know, in our family, I'm not a religious person or anything like that, but I'm spiritual and I believe in, you know, the flow of the universe and stuff. And there's very much a feeling of like the universe sort of traded us because right. for me, to have children it wasn't an instantaneous thing it took some time and some effort and and when it happened it just felt like well we lost a good one but we gained a good one too in the family you know so it's bittersweet the first couple of years was very bittersweet knowing that what my dad was missing yeah what he had the opportunity to, to to know and love but at the same time that's just how life goes you know, that was how I, I did. My father's father passed away before I was born. So I never met my grandfather. It's a weird, sad tradition in our family. Right. But it's just part of our, it's part of our family. It's part of our family story, you know? And, uh, and honestly, to be on this subject, my father-in-law just passed away about a month ago. And we have a direct comparison to one grandfather that never got to meet Titus and one grandfather that got to meet him and live with him till he was five and a half and have those memories. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't know anything else. He's only got one view of life. This is just how his life is. Right. So, but for us as parents, it definitely was a nice uh, part of the story to actually have one grandfather get to know him and watch him grow up and, and get to love him. So, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 heavy, man. It's like losing a parent is just the worst. You know, that's that's hard as it is, but but you know, you just think of like what you, one thing I learned through a therapist, to be honest, was just like when you lose a parent, you feel like you never have that conversation with them again. But the truth is, if you were close, you know exactly what they would say in every instance. Like they've told you your whole life how they feel, what they think. And so I often have many conversations in my mind with my dad about how I know exactly how he would feel if he was here to see Titus. I know exactly how he would be. And, and that gives me comfort, you know? So, 
Absolutely. Uh, same, I guess it parallels very, very close. Uh, my, my dad, uh, he had two grandchildren from my brothers and sisters, but they're both girls. So the first son uh, was mine and he's 11 now. And he was about a month and a half, two months in utero when my dad passed away. So he never, he, he got to find out he was having a grandson from the youngest of the children, me. Um, so that, you know, at least I got that. And I yep. tell you what, man, again, I'm not a very religious person. I do fall on the side of spiritual. But that morning when my son was born, I left to go to the store and I, I felt him there yep. uh, that morning. And I just I, I just I broke into tears, uh, happy and sad at the same time. And, yep. and I knew I knew he was there and knew and and Papa was and it was it was crazy. It, it was a crazy That's feeling. And but yeah, so, you know, it. You have regrets. Life, everyone's got regrets that they don't. They're lying to you. Um, yep. This is a regret that I, I, there's, I can do nothing about. Um, yep. But, you know, I tell them every single day that, you know, if you want to talk to grandpa, just talk to him. There's this picture right there. All you got to do is put your hand over your heart and talk to grandpa. He's going to hear you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you know, and and, and that is that is true man it, that's that's just they're there they're there and you know and they and they live on through stories like my grand like i said my grandfather on my dad's side i he was passed he passed away when my dad was like 20 right right so never an option to meet him but i feel like i know who he is just from the family telling stories right the pictures the constant you know and 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 that's that's how families work i guess you know it's yeah it's why uh, jp little if we have something else in common my dad passed away in 2019, right before he got to meet Liam. So I yeah, totally right. understand what you guys are saying. There's there's so much in Liam that's just like my dad, too. It's crazy. Like he does, he has so many weird characteristics of my dad. <laughs> like, okay, my dad's still here. So yeah. that's that's kind of a cool thing. But yeah. yeah, we actually said the same thing about Titus. He seems to he's it's almost like what the goodness of my dad was poured into him, and then he got put into the world like yeah. he re- he represents and really reminds us a lot about my father so it's yeah it's but i mean that's part of that's one thing i've realized about this about family is like this is your opportunity to continue on the, the lineage and the legacy and, and and the stories and the history like they that's how they live on through family you know and the one thing you were saying about regrets is like like i don't no i don't regret it because my life i don't have any complaints I'm, I'm, the path has it's been on. I've, it's been a joyful, wonderful ride. But if I do, if I knew then what I know now, yeah, I'd probably have like five kids, right? <laughs> you know? Like, there's some truth to that, you know. Like, I there's just is like, but at the same time, if I did that when I could have, I wouldn't have been in a position I am in life now because right. my, you know. So you, I, I just refuse to look at life like that. But I. But I do understand, like, now that I have one, oh, man, I wish I had, like, 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's well, like Nick has, like, 337 kids, so ask him. <laughs> uh, He'll yeah. let you know if that's a good idea or not. It's a great well, I've heard, idea. I've heard, like, <laughs> but I, I saw some, like, meme, and it was, like, two kids is two kids, three kids is a 1,000 or something like that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, two's manageable, but as soon as you get past that, it's like it's just chaos. You know? Yeah, I've got the three. I'm at that three number. I've got <laughs> a almost 17 year old stepdaughter, and then of course my 11 year old son and my eight year old baby girl. And it, it's and Nick will say the same thing. It, you 
the first one, you're still learning. You're still learning because, you know, she's the 16, 17 year old. So right. hopefully I can apply the numerous mistakes because I am by no means a perfect dad <laughs> or stepdad uh, to the next one. But the next one for me is a boy. So that's you navigate a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But the third yeah. one is baby girl. So hopefully by the time she reaches that, that that angsty teenage years, I'll have it down and everything will be absolutely perfect. And, right. and, yeah, and when I say that, no, it won't happen. No, it's, yeah, they're all different. different. <laughs> the world won't be a different place. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, it's crazy. We're gonna have to worry about like kids r- running away to Mars. <laughs> oh, at this point, I might take that option. Yeah, yeah. you know what? <laughs> can we can can we ban social media and uh, all things on? I mean, as much as we need it, at the same time, it's like, ah, it's oh, so yeah. it's such a crazy. I know looking back, like when we were kids in high school, no social media, I, I feel like I was a much happier person than my, my high school age kids are Yeah, yeah, I, bullying going on. The bullying that was happening was in person. You could squash it pretty much immediately. And you didn't right. have to deal with all kinds of bullshit on social first, media. My bad. There's, there's, there's the first, first uh, cuss word, but shit's so minor. It's, it's, yeah. it's number two. Um, Okay, I got to ask. I, I feel like we're all in the same generation. Uh, Rick, how old are you? 47. 47. I mean, I'll be 47 this year. So you and I, class of 93, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow. Think so. Okay. You and I are the same age. Um, so, yeah, wow, you got a late start, like you said, with the kids, five and a half. That's even yeah. later than I got. Um, yeah. I, for years, thought I was, you know, to be perfectly honest, shooting blanks. I, I Right. There was plenty of opportunity to, you know, have a scare, an accident, whatever you want to call it, never happened. And then that fateful day, 11 and a half, 12 years ago, day after my birthday, she came up, I'm pregnant. And I, I said to my lady right off the bat, who else are you sleeping with then? Because, <laughs> but it turned out, you know, it was just, you know, fate, whatever you want to call it, the stars yeah. aligned, the universe. And, but I'll take it. Sometimes I wish I was a, when I, I had kids when I was younger. So, Sitting here at 47 years old, they're already 18 out of the house. And, you know, the lady and I can go travel and do whatever yeah. we want. But you did it right, man. Coming from a guy that had kids when he was 18, 19, it's, a, it's hard. Like, you, yeah, don't imagine, you don't know what to expect. You don't know how you're going to pay your bills. You don't know how to deal with it. Your parents get pissed off because you're calling them every five minutes. Hey, mom, the baby <laughs> shit. Mom, what do I do? Mom, the baby fell off the couch. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even, I can't even imagine that man like like well first of all when we were 18 we jumped in a van and took off on the road so we literally had a tour manager hired to take care of us because we couldn't take care of ourselves in a proper way out on the road we were just too wild you know what i mean so i couldn't imagine at that age manning up and being responsible for another life like that's amazing man. that's that's i mean that's an incredible feat, man. I, I, I don't know how you do it. Was, it was definitely scary. I was uh, just graduated high school. I was in Tijuana, Mexico, surfing, eating tacos, living my best life. And uh, mm. I, I came back and the girl I had hooked up with right before I left is like, hey, I'm pregnant. I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, crap. <laughs> so we, uh, we tried to make it work. We ended up being better friends and we have an right. amazing 23-year-old son. So. It's uh, well, that's what I'm also learning. I mean, like, you know, there are days where I'm like, wow, I'm, I do the math in my head. I'm like, if I live a good, healthy life, holy shit, I'll be like 
like he's only like I'll be 75 and he's maybe like 30. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but but honestly, when I look at him every single day, I know he'll be okay. And even if I was to leave the world tomorrow, he's been made. And that's all that's really the thing that matters, right? Like he he's living, he's got a wet chance to live now in life. And like he he exists and that kind of thing. Just, I, you know, they say there's no real good or bad time to have a kid or to die. Like there's just, it's, you know, you just, but when it happens, it's happened. And now that's a new part of the world. And I, and I think that's something that I'm at peace with, you know, like it's weird when I pull up to pick up my kid and I'm older than the principal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm by far the oldest person on the, on, on the schoolyard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, by like years, you know, and especially because he's so young. It's not like he's in grade eight. And I'm just, it's like he's, and again, I'm 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 cool with that. If that's what it, if that's the only way that I could have Titus in this world, then that's, I'm, that's yeah. But do you know what, Rick? You're probably the coolest damn old guy on that on that <laughs> campus. Well, <laughs> I you know what? It's funny. So I'll tell you, like when this whole thing started, uh, COVID, right? So we were living in the city. Me and my wife have been living in Toronto for. Uh, uh 11 years at that point right so right. we um covid starts city changes titus is just about to start junior kindergarten and we live across the street from a school in the city in a beautiful neighborhood great people but the whole city changed and then the schooling changed and all these things changed and we were like this was the ideal situation pre-COVID. He was, we could have literally looked at our front window and saw his school, saw him playing like in the city. That's an amazing opportunity. But what we realized is like, this is his introduction to school and it's going to be a nightmare. So for his sake, let's keep him out of school for another six months, you know, or at least because at that time everything was so uncertain. Right. And within three weeks, me and my wife talked about and sold our house in Toronto and moved to a farm in a, in a really small community about an hour and a half outside of Toronto. And it was all because of Titus and the opportunity to give him some sense of normalcy and his upbringing, you know, which when I was living in the city before COVID, it was like, this is exciting. I don't know what I'm going to do bringing up a kid in the city because it seems like there's so many challenges and so many things you know like the thing that scared about me was him being a teenager in the city on the subway he could be across town in like 10 minutes you know what i mean like really hard to keep track of them and so when we moved out here he at that point he's only four and a half and even that, he just, he just, he can sense it. He can sense like, this is a better way to live than that. Nothing against the city. I love the city. I hadn't pictured moving to the country. I thought I was going to live in the city, be in a band, play shows, be all, you know. I never thought I'd want to live in the country, but I saw for his sake, we move him now. He can start school and stay in that school for the rest of his school. And he'll make those friends and stay with those friends. And like, you know, and then he has, a nice we have an 18 acre farm so he's got all this space to run around and be a wild boy which <laughs> suits him better so i don't know it's it, there's something about anyways my point being when we moved out here there was no internet 
So we lived the first five months out here with no internet. And we had our phones. We could do that kind of stuff. But for the most part, we just listened to records, played board games, watched DVDs. Like old school, right? Like, you know, like me and my wife joked, like, let's not move to the cut farm and act like it's the 60s. Let's move to the farm and act like it's the 90s. You know what I mean? So there's still some technology. But, and you know what? It was amazing. It, his, our whole, the bond, taking it, and it's not something I would consciously choose to do. I guess I did consciously choose to do it. But I guess what I'm saying is if I was living in the city, I wouldn't have cut my internet off for five months. Right. But as soon as no internet, the family bond just instantly got tighter. You know what I mean? And I know that's not practical with older kids, but I do believe that if we can make it through sort of the wild West phase of the internet and get to the place where the internet's almost as boring as banking, you know, <laughs> and it come, everybody's like, go to everything conversation all the time. You know what I mean? Because I felt like before I did that, it was impossible. But once I did it, I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is like, this is sort of what I've been missing not knowing I was missing anything. That can be a major reason. And we're slowly losing touch, even though we're more in touch. It's a crazy dichotomy. And just, I love how you termed that the wild West of the internet. Are we still in the wild West in your opinion? Yeah, I, I, for sure. And until the government regulates the internet, we're oh. in the wild West. Yeah. And I don't know if like I'm, I am so, I, I mostly in life, I'm middle of the ground. I don't really have an affiliation. I don't pick one side. I don't just blanket think one side has the answer. Right. I don't think the government should regulate the internet, but until the government does regulate the internet, then right. people can do what the fuck they want on the, whatever they can do, whatever the hell they want on the internet. Right. So that's so it's a tricky situation. Like, right. you know, I think, getting, I think we're getting really close to the government regulating the internet as well. Like with the whole Facebook turning into me, the meta universe or I whatever. Do. I do too. And if you listen to Facebook, they're basically saying, please regulate the internet. We yeah. don't want to regulate the internet, but if you right. guys do, we'll follow the rules. But if they're buying up everything, they're going to be able to regulate everything. So right. They're gonna, it's, it's, it's insane. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. It's a really tricky. And that's why, it seems all encompassing, but I li- I just lived half a year proving to myself that like nothing happened, nothing stops with the internet isn't in your life every day. You know what right. I mean? And I mean, and then don't get me wrong. As soon as I got approved for the Starlink beta, I I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. As soon as I got the, the Starlink, I was like, oh, God, we got internet. We're all on Netflix. Thank you, Elon. Everything. By the way, yes, exactly. Oh, I I can't even tell you how thankful I am. Like that that. Where I live now, that's a game changer, man. Like that allows me to live in the modern civilization in the middle of the wilderness. It's now, wild. now is it awesome. does it work twenty four seven or does it there come are there off peaks? No, it's twenty four seven, man. It works. It, and and where I live, the only other options are like I don't know if I want to say the companies, but anyways, there's just smaller, really bad companies that have oversold their cell towers. Yeah. Uh huh. And they know they have. It's like when planes oversell their seats, right? Like when the, you, you get there and your seat's taken, it's like, what? So if you you can buy internet off these guys, but there might not even be a spot and you're going to be trickling at like four, you know, four Mbps, you know? Right. And when I plugged in our Starlink, it started at like 62 Mbps, you know? And ever since it's just gone up and up and up and up. And aside from the odd, like maybe two minute window where like it's repositioning or something, 
it's 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 flawless. It's flawless. awesome. I mean, I think we I think we may have had that two minute window about two minutes ago. I don't know if you noticed, but I got an unstable connection. Might have been on my end, but oh no, neither here nor there. It's hey, it's not perfect. It still is satellite, and it's still if you put a massive bandwidth flow through it, it's still yeah. gonna stutter. But, uh, gotcha. All right. So, Rick, quite possibly the most important question I'm going to ask you today and anyone in the history of the world has ever asked you. Are you ready? All right. Okay. Why in the hell did you change your name from the Rainbow Butt Monkeys to Finger Eleven? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> <It's sort> of, <laughs> to be honest, it's sort of that gets easier to answer. The longer we, be, we, we, oh, the older, and I thought I was being unique and witty. No, 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 no. We get asked that a lot. <laughs> the common misconception is that we were our managers and our labels told us to. That was right. that, that at the time that was sort of the story. Couldn't be further from the truth. It was an inner band decision. It was a natural decision. Basically, what had happened, we that, that record and that band was our first, like literally our first 10 songs we ever wrote in our high school band. Right. And we got signed yeah. in high school. It all happened so fast and it was awesome and it was great. And it succeeded more than we would have ever imagined. And after the record cycle doing tours, being everywhere and just being the rainbow butt monkeys, we started to write new music. The landscape of music was changing. Now there was tool. There was rage against the machine. There was like heavy sound garden. There, you know, there was all these bands that, were serious. And when we started, it was more like the chili peppers and like that kind of world, right? Right. So we're influenced as young people. We start writing a lot heavier music. And we sort of realized the biggest change, I think the biggest realization, aside from the music not fitting the name, was like, we want to do this forever. If, or as long as we can. Yeah. And do we really want to be 47-year-old butt monkeys? <laughs> like we sort of saw the bare naked ladies succeeding with that name and we sort of saw mm, it's going to work against you eventually people yeah. like it's funny it's funny but when you try and be taken serious or if say you even wrote like say we wrote one thing and we were the rainbow butt monkeys like how is that gonna ever work right like so there was a bit of like a realization like if we want to be a band forever or as long as we can then we can't do it under the name rainbow butt monkeys as much as it, it you know what it, even though it has succeeded like it had done well but we weren't the same people. There's a big difference when you're 19 and you're 21. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we were all of a sudden there. And so we went and became Finger 11. And yeah, no, our label hated it. They dropped us. Our management, they didn't like it at all. Like no, no one. Basically, they just spent all this money promoting the Rainbow Bell Monkeys. And then it just went away. <laughs> and we're, like, we're Finger 11 now. And they didn't like that at all, which I can't blame them, to be honest. But. No, it was a banner. It was just a band decision, but we knew we were going to change the name months and months and months before we came up with Finger Eleven. Like it, we already decided we're not the Bum Monkeys anymore, and that we made the whole first Finger Eleven record without a name. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is uh, is Finger Eleven? I mean, COVID happened, and basically the world shut down. And yeah, man, the musicians out there, I feel for you. I mean, it just stopped. Um, it's. Has things picked up for the for the band? Are you guys are, are there any tours planned? Are you playing music? Is there new music? Um, That's a whole bunch of questions I just threw at you right at once. Yeah, but they're all <laughs> sort of intertwined. Like there, yeah. like there's new music. There's a, there's an incredible amount of new music because we didn't put a, we haven't put a record over seven years. So there's right. like we've been not, we've been writing and writing and writing and we get into ten we get in the habit of like 
finding one little thing wrong with a song and then no one gets to hear it ever in the history of the world. Like we do that all the time. We have, we have way more music unreleased than we do released. You know what I mean? I don't know why there's five of us. It's hard to please five people when it comes to music or any art form. So there's these certain songs to get through the system have to have sort of everybody's tick off. You know what I mean? So that being said, there's tons of music written, but everybody got screwed at COVID, but our plan really was in 2019 to release a lot, a bunch of new music uh-huh. and a bunch of um, acoustic stuff. We had all this plan and we had some, we had a bunch of shows lined up. Like it was supposed to be a big year for the band. And then this happened. And now it's really kicked our ass because there's just, we don't have that rush to get back. Now that we see what a mess everything is, you know, I just, we're just not, we started writing more music. All of a sudden there's new music. Now the music we were going to release, we're like, oh, well, the new music's better and we got to record that. And like, you know, so at this point, I think we're just going to keep writing and not playing. And that's about it really. You know, like, like I watch bands rush out there and I'm happy for them, but, but I guess selfishly, I don't want to go back until it's like a real concert. Again. Yeah. You know, and in Canada, that's not happening. In America, it's starting to happen. But even that, I don't want to wear a mask. I just don't. I just want to. I want to go back to the way it was. So if that means waiting another year, I think I'll do that. Yeah. All right. Does uh, Titus is he self aware of the fact that Daddy's a super rock star? He's a, yeah. He's he's he does know that his dad's in a band and a rock guy. And you know, the one thing about moving to the small community. Is that that was that tended that ended up being a bigger deal, right? right? So like in Toronto, it was like who's like you know everybody's everybody everybody's somebody you know there's just so much anonymity in the city, but out here there's literally a thousand people and and Titus goes to school and a lot of the parents they they found out that I was in the band right away, and it sort of became a thing amongst his kids and you know and and because uh, Paralyzer is so you know yeah age. Like any age can enjoy it. The kids know that song. So like, yeah, there's a direct connection for him to me to rock and roll. And he, you know what? Like it's a dream come true, man. Like you can't control how your kids are going to grow up. They're going to have their interests and you're going to have yours. And, you know, but he now, all he's doing is walking around singing another one bites the dust. <laughs> all he's doing, he just, he's going to bed singing. it. He's in his room by himself singing another one bites the dust and we will rock you. And he's just, he literally says, dad, can we listen to rock and roll music? Like if I put on, like, I love all kinds of music, but if I put on anything but rock and roll, he, he has, he wants nothing to do with it. He just wants to hear rock and roll. And I'm like, son, you have no idea how proud I am. <laughs> like, like this is my first feeling of like fatherly pride where I'm like, I didn't make you, no one made you do that. That's just what you want to do. And what you want to do is my favorite thing in the world to do. And this is cool. You know? And so he, he definitely, he definitely loves the rock world. He loves, you know, he just loves that world rock guitar. And he, you know, he always wants me to play guitar and he's starting to sing rock songs. It's just, yeah, it's wild. So yeah. So yes, uh, his, his, his classmates and their parents and everybody, they, they all know on finger 11, which sort of sucks. Cause like, like I, like everybody else gets to show up in their pajamas and stuff. Like when they pick their kids up from school. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm sort of like, ah, man, I gotta like, uh, I got dressed. You got to go put on leather pants to pick your kid up, man. Uh, leather jacket. 
<laughs> and, and Nick, don't worry. I saw Nick. He, I, he shed a little invisible tear when you talked about your son loving rock and roll. Don't worry, Nick. Liam is only not even two years old yet. The Coco Melon phase will pass. Oh, oh yeah. I so. there, I, I, oh, yeah. This was like a long pass through a lot of baby sharks and baby bums and these kind of like, you know, lots of nursery rhymes to get them here. But, you know, I've Nick, always been a believer. But there's Nick, those bands like Queen, Beatles. They have yeah. those songs like timeless man yeah and nick and his family as a matter of fact you speak of uh, baby shark a uh, halloween was just a couple days ago and uh i, I have a uh, video and photographic proof that daddy shark mommy shark and baby shark all dressed up as such on halloween <laughs> that's awesome it to get that daddy shark freaking hoodie too man it was i spent the whole week wearing the mommy shark one because the baby loves the baby shark family thing and i was trying to make him happy and Right. Finally, we went to Spirit Halloween, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, there's a there's a Daddy Shark one." So we bought it. It was a medium, so it barely fit. (laughs) (laughs) You made it, man. Looking good. That is. (laughs) (laughs) What was Titus for Halloween? Or is I should ask? I should preface it: Is Halloween something you all celebrate and do? Is that a thing in Canada? It has to be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Like he, uh, he, um. Oh, first of all, he had like one of those wicked, like this inflatable dinosaur that like tied up at his waist where it looked like he was riding it. You know, there yep. was like eggs on the outside. So he could, it was, it was awesome costume, man, because <laughs> he could just walk, but it looked like he was riding. It was, and then we could get him in a winter coat because it was cold out. So he, yeah, no, actually, you know what? This by, this is pretty much tight as his first, was his first Halloween because last year we skipped it. Uh, yeah the COVID stuff and then he was just too young to really go out he was in bed before Halloween started when he was you know before that so this was his first real venture to knocking on doors saying trick-or-treat and it was amazing man it was the one of the one of our family's best days and nights as a family you know he the weather was beautiful the community is so small around here everybody did up their houses like there was all these everybody on the street like I was saying to my wife I was like this is like the way that Halloween nights were portrayed in the eighties in movies, like right. ET and how uh-huh. you know, like these kids, they're all running across the street. There's no cars. Everybody's screaming and laughing, and everybody's scaring. Like, it was just, it was like a movie set for of like how a typical Halloween should go, you know. And it was because I grew up in the suburbs and I lived in the city, so I never lived in a real small community like this. And it was, it was wonderful. And he couldn't have been happier. So I, I was really happy to see. You know, I'm I'm just ready for a lot of people to be out on the street smiling again, and that was the first time in a long time I'd seen that. So, oh, good, didn't it? This was uh, there's my baby girl's Halloween <laughs> costume. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. That Mommy is- did a pretty good job on the makeup, and yeah, of course, that- she did the whole creepy yeah. smile of Papa. But yeah, <laughs> I show you my son. But okay, here's both of them. There you go. There's 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 my son. Oh, and- That's perfect, man. So our horror is like a thing in your family. In your, in your it was this year, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> My baby girl, she's been asking to be Chucky. This is the third year in a row. And finally, we're like, okay, you can be Chucky this um, year. Why you can't you be a princess or a unicorn or a rainbow anything? Why yeah. is Chucky? Okay. That's we're letting you do it. Good. And she was super duper happy. Nick. That's great. Yo. You doing all right over there, buddy? Yeah. All right. Sure, man. Um, <laughs> 
I am. Did you did you prepare a fast five? Of course I did. All right. I got to ask the question. All right, Rick, here is a portion, a segment of the podcast. We like to call the fast five. Nick's going to ask you a series of five questions. Um, they're not deep, usually. And uh, you can answer them. You can not answer them. You can give one word answers. You can give crazy, complex answers. Entirely up to you. Are you ready? I am. All right. All right, bud. What's your favorite food to cook for your kid? Well, uh, because well, <laughs> uh, like my favorite food to cook isn't my favorite. Well, okay. He loves bacon and eggs. I love making bacon and eggs. Around here, it's called Dad's Diner. They, nice. they, my wife and him put an order in, and they go play <laughs> in the yard. And I like cooking over easy eggs and bacon and making toast and fruit and that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Uh-huh. So that'd be my favorite thing to cook for him. So. That's awesome. Your favorite venue to play when you guys are playing shows? Um, there's a place in Vancouver called the Commodore Room. Uh, it's a it's a really cool venue. It's just sort of that perfect size. Stage is real nice and high, and it's just it's it, it's just a it's like it's like it's been there forever, you know. And it's like the place where the Doors used to play in the '60s, and like oh, these kind of. Mm. But it holds like I mean maybe like a thousand. But that's a great that's a great venue. I love playing uh, the Commodore. They used to have. I don't know if they still do, but the, the floor used to be on um, tires, on old tires. So uh-huh. literally, I would start jumping. It would push back from the tires. Oh, and it was an amazing, I mean, it was on purpose, but you would see from the audience and like the crowd, it just, you never see a crowd be able to, because yeah. even if they want to, they can only use their feet. This is like sort of like a trampoline. And it, yeah, that's a cool venue, the Commodore, I'd say. Very cool. Uh, what's your favorite thing to take your kid to go do? Um, we love, so right now is probably just cruising on the ATV, you know, like we got a nice, we got a nice, like the back of our property has got a lot sort of field and and some bush area and stuff. And we've got some tracks back there. So that's our, you know, helmets on and Uh safe and not fast. Just go cruise back there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we usually get off of the bush back there and, he likes to play amongst the trees and stuff. So that's, that's, that's right now my favorite thing to do. So. Very cool. Uh, your favorite song to cover live. Ooh. Um, hmm. We don't do a lot of cover. Okay. I guess, you know what? The one cover that we did live for years and then never, and we just recently recorded a version of it, it was uh, for finger 11 is um, welcome to the machine by Pink Floyd. Oh man, yeah. I love Floyd <laughs> yeah, so we, much. And yeah. Yeah, we used to open the set with that. And it was a real fun way to open the set because it's got such a slow build and like, yeah. you know, and take people a second to realize what's happening. Um, and then we recorded a version of it. I think it's available on YouTube, but I don't know if we put it up in any musical places like Spotify and iTunes yet. Okay. I think the full version is available on YouTube, I think. But yeah, okay. so um yeah, that that's that's probably the best cover that we do live. So. Nice. All right, last one. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? I could have a billboard with anything on it. Um, I wonder what that. Like, that's hard. That's a good question. Let <laughs> me think. What did I put on a billboard? Maybe just like. 
oh man, he got me here. <laughs> I'm a pretty private person, so I'm like, what would I want to tell the world on a daily basis? I guess like how about hiring garage cleaner? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know we are no no you know what i would say i would say like don't be an asshole that would be my that's what my bill would say like don't be an perfect i I feel like that came right after my statement too so (laughs) uh, (laughs) so that that question comes from just as a joke when we first started the podcast i bought us a billboard in in the city in the city that we live in and it was just hilarious. It was the number one parenting podcast in the world. I threw um, this billboard. And we had like four episodes at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I Wishful love it. Thinking. Yeah. Awesome. Maybe that's why we got blacklisted, Nick. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe. No one's blacklisted. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to add a question. I tend to do that, Rick, if that's all right, yeah. uh, especially when it comes to uh, musicians um, and artists of the sort. If you can play a show with any artist or band, living or dead, who would you pick? Um, okay, I'll do. I, I think if I think if I could play a show with any dead artist, it would be Jimi Hendrix, simply because just to see the energy with your own eyeballs, like would be like you know that would be unbelievable to see. Like you know, I've watched countless videos, countless you know, video, like just studied that guy my whole life loved his movements and stuff, but I would love to see it with my own eyes to see like just how violent he was with his guitars and just to hear like, you know, like just to see that kind of like performance in person would be amazing. So just to play with him, sure. But I would only be playing with him so that I could get side stage for his set. You know what I mean? Gotcha. (laughs) And uh, the other one living, I would say Neil Young. I would love to play with him. I'm a massive Neil Young fan. Yeah. I'm a, his rock music is a big influence on me. The way I like to play the guitar and the way I think I love his kind of songwriting. So I think just, I think our band could hang with his fans because his fans can be pretty particular, but I think we could entertain them. So that would be my living. I think. There you have it. Um, if Titus was a girl, what was her name going to be? His name going to be her name. You know his what I'm name, trying to say? Yeah. I do, I do, yeah. It was going to be, um, there was, I think we, we had a few, but I think we, the one I had settled on. So my wife might have an, a different answer, right? But I was named, I and she was on board, but he was going to be named Roxy Jacket. Roxy no middle Jacket. name, just Roxy Jacket would have been his name. So, or her name, I guess. But yeah. And then as far as Titus goes, we never had a second choice for his name. And we picked it, we picked that name. Um, years and years like i was saying earlier like we were never planning on having kids so in the yeah. years that we weren't planning on having kids we were sitting around smoke some dudes watching hbo's rome you know yeah and the one there's name there is titus polo and he's this awesome character and he's just this great dude and, I, and so we sort of sat to each other's like yeah i'll find a boy i'd name him titus and the other one, yeah that'd be great like, i'd name him titus too so then when we found out we were having a boy that was it like we were like titus yeah Okay. Nick, are you it. noticing the parallels between Rick and myself? Yeah. I mean, not only the what I spoke about earlier, but exactly. yeah, the whole I yeah. literally have the exact same story when it came to naming my son. We were watching, <laughs> however, the TV show Lost. 
and okay. uh, and Sawyer. That's my son's name. Uh, he came, you know, he's one of our favorite actors on the show and is one of our favorite yeah, characters. Yeah. And I was getting my lady into it and we were trying to come up with a name. She was, you know, very, very fresh into it. Uh, we just found out we're having a boy and I said, Sawyer. And I look over at her and she looks over at me and just like that. Uh-huh. Sawyer. He was Sawyer from that point on from watching a TV show. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh I think that's uh, the the thing I had about the name that I found the most stressful is like knowing that that's probably the one word you're going to say and hear the most for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You better enjoy like the phonetic stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what I kept thinking to myself. I was like, that's, I'm going to say Titus. And I think we had like delusions that he was going to go by Ty or like, you know, short forms, but we just, he's always been Titus to us. So, well, you know what he's yeah. going to get when he gets a little bit older, right? I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to speak of the female anatomy on the show, but it's no, going to no. happen once or twice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. I mean, I, my last I, name, you know what? I'd take it and run with it if I was t- little Titus. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, he is Mr. Rick Jacket from the band Finger Eleven, uh, formerly uh, the Rainbow Butt Monkeys. Yeah. Also, uh, I got a country band with the other guitarist in, uh, oh. in 11 called Blackie Jacket Jr. And is that is currently? Yeah, it is. We're actually recording a, a cover. I can't tell you for what. Yeah, but right now for an anniversary uh, release. But it, uh, yeah, it's something that I have, we have going on as well. I mean, Finger 11 is still the mothership. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's certain times in our lives where Finger 11 can't do work or can't play and there's certain kind of music we can't write. And this blackie jacket sort of got formed out of that. And it's, we ter- took on the, the joke country genre, sort of, you know, <laughs> just fart jokes with country music attached to it. So it's like, I don't know, you know, just there, there's a, there's a release to that, to not being too serious with music as well too, that I really enjoy. So I'd listen you know. to fart joke country music every day of the week. Well, check out blackie then so <laughs> i am in we are going to do just that uh that is pretty much it. unless nick you got something else for us today my friend i got nothing else man all right man rick it has been so much fun hanging out and talking with you and dad life and finger 11 and all that good stuff man thank you so much uh for taking time out of your day uh to join us on Dadcast. you have been an excellent guest man i would love to do this again with you and as a matter of fact i'm going to plant a seed with you before I end this thing, every single year, and by every year, we've done one so far, we do a uh, a Father's Day special. Um, and okay. if that is something that you'd be interested in, granted scheduling allowed, um, we will, would love to have you on. It Usually, we record it about a week or two before Father's Day, so next year, uh, we're going to get about 35 different boxes on this screen and just do a, a real quick Father's Day special with the previous guest from the year. And ooh, my light just went out on me. And uh, it's real fun. We wish everyone happy Father's Day. We tell jokes, we talk, and get people get to meet yeah. anyone. If that's something you're interested in, we'd love to have you back on, man. Yeah, I'm in, man, for Definitely. sure. Absolutely. Love All right. it. And All right. Also, I'll pass it along to the other guys, too, because every one of us is a dad. Everybody in Finger 11 is a father. Well, oh, let's so get them on, man. Yeah, let's do another, oh, that's a whole band, Finger 11. That'd be badass. Yeah, we yeah, could probably do a whole band interview. In studio and 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 live music as well. I mean, I'm just saying. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Let's get yeah. But we'll take we'll take the guess regardless, no matter what. Yeah. That would be amazing, right man. Yeah. But once again, he Awesome. Once again, he is Mr. Rick Jacket, uh, guitarist for Finger Eleven. Thank you so much for coming on. Everyone else, thank you for watching. If you're watching on the YouTube, please subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll check all of you out next week. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks.